Welcome to Tanked Up, the podcast all about craft beer and video games. I'm your host this week, Adil Kurji, and I'm joined by the wonderful Lucy Yearwood. <laughs> I don't know if you were teeing me up or... I was kind of doing both, and then I figured we'd just do it in, in concert. No Ben this week, and as we are preparing for our big uh, weekend in Birmingham, also no beers. It's a no bee week. Um, yeah. But that doesn't mean we don't have things to talk about. Um, actually, do you want to just, in the beer vein, give a quick itinerary of what we're planning to do on Saturday? Um, it is Cartridge Wines, the uh, bottle shop that I often frequent. Um, it's their, oh gosh, is it their 26th birthday or something? It's one of their birthdays. They're old. Um, so you came up last year. And yes, we did. This turning out apparently into a yearly tradition um every july they uh put on two days worth of um uh well they have different brewers coming up um making sometimes special beers or just putting on their own beers right over the course of like the friday and the saturday um i think last week they did it over two weeks two weekends i think this time it's just the one weekend not sure but um yeah, so uh, I think Day is going to be there, Cloudwater, Magic Rock, maybe Colonel. So all the big boys that we know um, going to be there. So so yeah, and um, we're just going to hit up the rest of Sturchley, um, which is south west Birmingham. Um, and yeah, they've got a really good like craft beer scene, really good like independent food scene. So just going to be hitting up quite a few places down there. So. Yeah, you know. I believe the term is carb loading. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's it's gonna be um, quite a day. Uh, it's <laughs> day. Scene, uh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the scene there has um, really changed in like the last few years. I mean, there were there was always like cartridge wines have been there for you know well over two decades now. Um, but yeah, there's just new things popping up like practically every single month and. It's the hot place now in Birmingham, obviously outside the city centre. Yeah. It's um do you get the sense that these places will last or do you Yeah, absolutely. Because it's it's it actually has that kind of like tight knit community, like um it's not a big um like suburb in you know, the uh in Birmingham and but they've got a really nice, you know, tight knit community who actually wanna see these independence thrive and grow and you know it's not just recently that independence have been there there's been like in i mean independence that i've been interested in which is basically food and beer but yeah, you know yeah. there's been you know little artisan shops down there like for years and just oh i want a new sewing machine let me go to this you know um specialist shop or you know specialist bike shops and stuff like that or plants and stuff like that so um so the standard yeah, like uh not in the center hipster hippie sort of intersection it's 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 pretty much like mosley for anyone who's familiar with birmingham and um the outer suburbs and yeah as you say hippie commune almost (laughs) excellent yeah uh cool i'm i'm really looking forward to it and also to to, to actually hang out with you in person yeah 
given that I missed the Bristol Craft Beer Festival, so mm. didn't get to yeah. join in in the fun with you. This will be better. Excellent. Excellent. It'll, be, it'll be a whole day. Um, I, 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 I'm i going to have to ask you what you are drinking. Um, the measuring jug is making a cameo, so... Excellent. Today. Yeah. So it's a good old H20. I'm drinking H20 <laughs> gone through a soda stream, because I still love me them bubbles. Fair enough. I only like the bubbles when they're in the beer. I I Maybe think one of the reasons I started to really drink... Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm sure I've talked about this like years and years ago on the podcast, but I didn't like the taste of beer for a long time. Yeah, um, and so what I really liked was Guinness was the only beer I would drink for, for the first couple years of, of my undergraduate life. Um, <laughs> because it just, you know, it, it wasn't, didn't taste like beer, mm-hmm. wasn't super carbonated. Uh, I never felt like, it, like I got, like I get that it's thick, but I never felt like it filled me up. So it, I mm. could easily have several in short order. Yeah, it's not as carbonated as like I don't know, carling. Yeah, it turns out that's what like. when people were talking about like chugging beers and stuff. I just couldn't mm-hmm. handle the sheer carbonation, so yeah. I never that's really dealt with the like thickness or like you know people would say like <laughs> it's like drinking a loaf of bread. I'm like it doesn't fill you up. I don't know. I still to this yeah. day don't get that, but clearly people feel this way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, um, but then it's weird because I've, I mean I really liked pop as a child. Um, because okay. I like bubbles, but for some reason it took a while for me to like beer and bubbles. I just didn't like the taste of beer. Um, back as a wee lass, yeah. But it's just some, I don't know, mate. Hmm. I can't remember when I, I probably got started getting into drinking beer. Probably at yeah university. Probably because it's just, I mean, that's when you start going to pubs and stuff like that, and it's like yeah. it's everywhere. Beer is everywhere, yeah. so. In this culture, it also um, tends to be the more affordable choice if you want to exactly, get drunk. Yeah, which yes. undergraduate life or some dirty nine-pound bottle of vodka from Aldi. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, if you're out, obviously, if you're not, <laughs> yeah, out, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then you get the everyday value. Social, it was the social drink, you know. Yeah. Um, Still is. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, can't remember ever being at Union. Ordering a wine, like a glass of wine. I uh, yeah. You'd, you'd either be beer or vodka, or like, <laughs> or like a gin and tonic vodka. or something. Yeah, well, it wasn't that fancy a deal. Come on. <laughs> I remember the first day at uni. Um, was it the first day? It was some. It's all a blur now, obviously, but it was a blur back then. But um, yeah, had Gordon's gin and. It wasn't a bad night with like, but it's just, I don't know why I just never drank it for ages after, but you know, gin and tonic, I'm starting to appreciate gin and tonic in my old age, not that I drink anything other than beer and water at this point, but it's like, it's something that I'd, oh yeah, I'd rather drink that than like vodka or maybe even rum sometimes, just like as a, so as you know, in the social setting where it's like something stronger, so yeah, I mean, it helps that uh, all over the UK we're we're in a craft gin renaissance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to the point where, like, even at the Highbury Vaults, which is like a grubby. I mean, I love the Highbury Vaults, but it's mm. the like uni bar closest to the philosophy department. But yeah. even when I started, when we were you know a five minute walk away, it was still the philosophy 
pub. Uh, yes. You know, like where like you get a tribute mm. or a gem from Bath mm. Ales. Like you're, those are the standard beers. Now they have a mm. few. Like they've got the proper job IPA on regular tap because they're. I mean, you can see the influx of mm. like influence even on these sort of more standard pubs of having something for people. Yeah. who are into more beers anyway um yeah, it's crazy but like they also you order a gin and tonic they're like which gin because people mm-hmm. will not just assume whatever the the barrel gin is, or what do you call the thing the poor thing the poor thing you know like so that the the, the bar the bar gins like the lower or shelf the handing up upside, oh, down. upside down yeah 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 the upside down gin. yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know i think there's a term for those which for people use as Probably. instead of bottom shelf and top shelf as, as it was often the upside before. down yeah yeah um <laughs> but um but not only do they ask you the, your gin by default which is fine right mm-hmm. but they also ask yeah. what type of tonic, tonic? you have because yeah. they have schweppes and they have the fancy something tree f something yeah they have some really what was it like f- I can't remember the the one that, I think there was like elderflower tonic and like oh yeah, yeah. hibiscus fever tonic tree and... that's something like that it's yeah. something like that yeah it was like really fancy so, like because whenever I go out with my nan she likes to have either just tonic or gin and tonic yeah they're like uh, do you want this one or that one and it's like, I'm like I don't know <laughs> yeah like just any any G- give give me some water with a bunch of quinine in it <laughs> yeah. keep that malaria away <laughs> it's like just the standard but yeah it's yeah it's like a scene that i'm completely ignorant of but yeah like maybe that's why gin is not so it's never been harsh but i can just just recall the taste of gordon's gin just wherever i am i mean gordon's isn't a great gin yeah i know i mean so (laughs) so when i when i had when i had a real job right before i quit and moved to europe um uh, you know some friends of mine also had a real job we go to nicer places and then then things like buying a gin and tonic or like a martini at a at a bar were were like reasonable choices because they didn't have great beers or the beers were really overpriced so you might as well just get something that they're a specialty in right Mm -hmm. um so i actually developed a bit of a taste for gin so like i know that i like something like um tanqueray 10 or like something that's a very not too spicy or herbally gin for like a martini because you know the interplay with vermouth is is all i need versus something like bombay sapphire which you know they they double down on that but those that herbal botanical taste i really Mm -hmm. like with the tonic because i think gin and tonic's kind of plain and this Mm -hmm. is just it it, it allows other stuff going on in the gin to come out yeah and so that was the last time i really paid attention to gin so it's really weird to see it all over and be like old skill (laughs) I, I can blag my way through some talk about fancy gin, even though I haven't had a fancy gin in over a decade now. <laughs> we'll have to find a fancy gin somewhere instead, actually. I'd be down. Um, we'll cool. Be too distracted by all the good beer. So. Yeah. So, as per usual, with Ben not, not at the reins, we've managed to not, even without beer, have our alcohol talk just go. Oh, well, we sort of like craft alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just this is, this, we're, we're the, we're, we're now the, I'll keep telling Ben, we need to degenerate to the, the drinks and games yeah. podcast. It's not even video games. It's not yeah, even I mean, board. I've talked about board games before. Mm-hmm. I, I, All games are games. Yeah. Yeah. Hopscotch. Or should it just be drinks and pastimes? 
No. Yeah, but that's very broad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, no, even that Sleeping? seems that's to give, leave a bad taste. <laughs> cool. Well, have you played any games this week, or do you have a, another have. topic? I played a game since last week, because last week I talked about Bloodstained, and then pretty much right after Bloodstained, I started playing Prey. Um... I can't remember the first day I played it, but I think the first day I, I played it, I put like five hours into it. And then literally over the course of like two days, I put another 25 hours into it. So, Jesus. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I haven't left the house. Um, did you did you get that in a Games Pass or anything like that? Or was this a full-on I it, game? I bought it when it, the year it came out. Like, I think it came out in the May 2017. I bought it around Christmas time, Christmas early, because it had gone down way cheap too like 15 pounds um right so i bought it way back but it's like it's always just been i need to play play i need to play prey for the last two years and it's like okay i finally played prey um from arcane studio and um, published by bethesda um arcane who have of course done dishonored and dishonored 2 in the past and it, so this came out between the two or after dishonored 2 After Dishonored 2, surely. I, I mean, I, I'm so 2. lost on timelines. Yeah, because Dishonored... Like, I, I guess Dishonored 2 has been... For it, but um, I, I don't like first-person stealth, so... I, I, I waffle no on that, because the gameplay is arguably... <laughs> I mean, inarguably worse. But it also makes more mm. sense that you should be limited in your perspective for stealthing. Like, there's something to the idea of it, but the execution yeah, it... is never fun. Yeah, it, it's, it should be more immersive, shouldn't it? But it's like, I like to have a, be aware of my surroundings. It's like, I don't like first-person open-world games either. Because it's like, I want I want some, like, a ratio of where I am in compared yeah. to the world. Everything just seems too claustrophobic and... So I think the original yeah. Thief and maybe Thief 2 did a really good job of... Um, I think because part of it was it was medieval and you were crawling through little thing like mm. small areas and so like a lot of it was round corner stuff anyway so like you weren't yeah. it made sense at least it fit it felt yeah. fine to me well like yeah. yeah I agree like uh, especially when you end up like kidding your character out and you never see them yeah that's weird but um, <laughs> I, I understand it and uh, much appreciation to like people who enjoy those games and those games themselves but it's just nothing that I can get on board with. I like third-person stealth. And that's yeah. just a me thing. Um, nothing to do with the quality of those games. But but yeah, Prey is less stealthy. Like, I didn't stealth at all most of this game. But um, it is what you'd call... I mean, a lot of, I've never played System Shock, but a lot of people say it's like spiritual successor to System Shock. Um, right. As was like Bioshock, I guess, and stuff like that. Um, so it's similar in vain. It's an immersive sim. Um, where you can approach uh, gameplay in various different ways. So, right. um, just to explain, like the story and the context of this world, um, it's set on like, well, I guess you can't call it. What would you call when you call alternate history? But it's actually set in the future because. Well, uh, so so I think it's still an alternate history if it's based mm. in a, a a branching time, like yeah, like so so like you could have. Like, like so, um, Wolfenstein, like Wolfenstein with the Nazis, is, right? Like yeah. that's still an alternate history set yeah. in the present, right? Yeah. 
or I, I mean, close to, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, there are a lot of Nazis running about, so yeah. Um, so it's alternate history in um, basically Kennedy and the Russians were basically sort of this space. It was a space, you know, race to space, which um, obviously happened, and then set up this space station in. I can't remember the timeline on it with the game, but anyway, um, found these aliens called the Typhon, and then the uh, space station was decommissioned, and then it was then bought over by uh, other. I think the the parents of like um, the main protagonist, the Yu family. Um, the me family. <laughs> yes. Or the female sheep family. The. the the why you uh, family why me i don't know you tell me you're talking about the game <laughs> god sorry so this could go on <laughs> yeah who's on first yeah oh. but but they bought over this spaceship and then they privatized it and they basically set it up to be this uh like scientific research center um and they're using these aliens and their you know their their attributes their dna to um, create these things called neuromods, which are basically these, um, well, it's a weird contraption that you basically stick into your eye and then you, um, then take on a different, uh, skill. So say if I wanted to have a, um, I don't know, lovely Canadian accent, like right. you deal, you'd upload that to a neuromod and then I'd stick it in my eye and then I'd suddenly, um, em- envelop that skill. Um, the only catch is that once you learn that skill, if you were to take out that neuromod, it would reset your memory to the point just before you had that neuromod installed. So, That's really strange. So, like, yes. <laughs> so, like, even if it was like ten years of memory, mm-hmm. yeah. That's. I mean. Also, how do you take it out? Are these things just sticking out of your eye the whole uh, time? It's like uh, it's like in installing a chip i guess um so you can stab something in your eye to pull the chip out yeah so something to that effect um it's probably explained much more in you know i mean it also doesn't (laughs) actually matter if it could functionally happen so so mm -hmm. can you have countless of these mods in it yeah you can have numerous ones so that's basically the upgrade tree in this game um you have all these different new mods so you can put these skills into um, like hacking abilities or strength abilities or um, combat abilities and then later later on um, you get the ability to have you know uh, skills that the Typhon, the actual aliens have so like um, shapeshifting and... Okay I was going to um, ask like, how, like how wide the scope was because it, it yeah. I mean your initial example was like or is this just like skills people can have kind of like they did in the Matrix mm. of like learning how to pilot versus like being able to fly or yeah. you know camouflage yeah. or something like that it's, it's like oh i want to yeah i want to learn how to be like mr smith now and you know yeah. duplicate myself so it's not just human skills it's also alien skills it's, right um i think there's altogether six different like uh like branches all with their like different skill trees so right. um but yeah there's a lot of different upgrades so that in effect makes you be able to play in your own way so it is you know, the immersive sim quality where, like, so, oh, on this space station, I I need to get into this security room. Uh, the security room's locked. Um, I could upgrade my hacking abilities to hack through the 
uh, key code, um, or I, instead I could um, put my abilities into um, an alien, uh, the Typhon ability, and shapeshift um, underneath like the, uh, what would you call it, like the letter, the, the gap in, in between the, you know, you know, like in the post office where you slip letters through. All right, that yeah, gap, the letterbox, yeah. the letter yeah. slot, flap, whatever you call yeah, it, whatever it's or, called. I, or, or I could, you know, shapeshift and go under that, or I could go around the other side of the um, security station, and there's like a massive, um, you know, uh, piece of equipment uh, blocking the way into the other side of it. I could upgrade my leverage skills so I can move heavier objects. So, right, there's. At least, there's always at least two different approaches to right. different scenarios, and in that in that way, you can play your own way. And the game is really intelligently designed, so it does um, factor in all those different um, ways to. Yeah, there's never a point that. where you're like, "Oh shit, I I spec'd this way," yeah, and suddenly my only options are the you know this yeah, other way. And I can't get way. out. I don't have enough neuromods. I can't get out. I've soft locked this game. Nothing like that. So I, <laughs> I can't imagine how much how crazy the design of this game was because it's not a you know linear game. Right. You have this. Um, Massive spaceship. I'll get into the aesthetics of the spaceship a little bit later. But you have this massive spaceship, and it is open-ended. In like, it's got that kind of Metroidvania quality, and where like, okay, there's definitely some open hubs that you can go and explore. But we've obviously gated you off um, from these things by you know like, oh, putting in this really really high hacking, um, uh, like necessity okay right. you need to have level four in hacking obviously that signals to you it's like okay maybe i shouldn't be here yet and maybe i'm not meant to go in here yet right but you could still do it um and there are some you know it, it does tie into like the story it's like okay why some of these places are gated off and stuff like that so it's it's open and and it does i wouldn't say it has the um the like feeling of being open it is open but right there is still somewhat of a design to gate you off certain places but even so um you do have this massive open spaceship you can go almost you know almost anywhere you are obviously going to want to go towards the story and all the different side side objectives and those obviously um you know cater to where you are in the story and where what you should have unlocked and the areas you can possibly go to but it is very much open and it is very much oh i can go here i can go there and find anything right you know like right from the get-go which is really interesting um but yeah just talking about the spaceship like it, it's it's probably one of the best um like interpretations in a video game um of the modern era of like really? that feeling of being in space, yeah. Like I don't know if you played um, Alien Isolation. Uh, a little bit, but yeah, yeah. I mean that that had a really good feel and aesthetic. It nailed like the alien feel first of all, but it also well, Alien nailed like yeah. how, what it's like to be in space and stuff like that. So, um, but this game, I think it does it better than um, Alien uh, because Alien had that like, oh, what what if the future looked like the 70s and this pretty much has 
oh, what if the future looked like the 50s and 60s? It has that kind of right um, aesthetic to it. Um, but still, it has that. Also, has like a really cool futurist, futuristic um, quality to it. And sometimes you go outside the space station and like fly about, and it cool. nails that as well. Like it nails like the lost in space. I'm one of the only people here. Something bad happened, and a lot of bad things happen. <laughs> right uh, on that spaceship. So it just nails that, and the aesthetics fantastic. It's it's something that you know I'll be raving about for you know when I don't know what Starfield or the Outer Worlds comes right. out. It's like Prey nailed this aesthetic um, pretty much all over. But um, yeah, it's, it's got that just like Bioshock and stuff like that. It, it nails that environmental storytelling. I mean, there's barely any cutscenes in this game. They're few and far between. So it's like you are just there immersed in this character, Morgan Yu, who is um, one of the kids of uh, some of the people who own the space station. And you're like, you know, your brother's a CEO and you're pretty high up um, right. on the chain of command. Um, you can play as a man as, or a woman. I played as a woman. Um, and it's just weird, like, looking at things after, like, oh, yeah, Morgan can be a man. I forgot about that. Hmm. Um but yeah, it's it's it, it, what was I saying? Yeah, it has this really good environmental storytelling where all the um, no need for cutscenes. Everything's told in the environment. Um, there's quite a lot of um, you know uh, leaning on. Oh, I have to read through these files on this computer, these emails, read through these transcripts and stuff like that. So there's a uh, there's a dependence on that to tell the story, but um, as but you it, but it's not like it's not like Captain Exposition. It's like yeah, it, it's it, you're getting a fair amount of like you know just stuff from the environment as well because at a certain point it's like yeah, I don't want to trawl through like tons of emails and you know, yeah, just all that and it it puts me off a lot of, you know a lot of games that focus on that. Yeah, but, well, game is sort of it's like know. I get that. Like the the character not knowing things and me not mm-hmm. knowing things is a is a nice it's a good game design goal right mm-hmm. that like you were learning things with the character and so you yeah. if you know a thing the character knows a thing but sometimes it's okay if I know more than the person I'm piloting mm-hmm. or or you front load like because I don't know all the things like Morgan you would know but if you're well, gonna play I should I should have said at the start like she's obviously got memory loss because yeah, yeah I, sorry yeah, I so, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i'm glad you were seeing that yeah, yeah. i figured that was <laughs> the main yeah. mechanic on the yeah removing the things mm-hmm. so then what happens if i take out so, <laughs> so i put i put a mod in yeah and have it for five years but two mm-hmm. years into that i put a second mod in well, and I take the first mod out, mm. but then I, mean, I take the second mod out. That's a good question. That is a good question. I think your memory would be reset then, still. To to the second mod point, so it would gain two years of memory. I don't know. I do. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> I didn't write this game. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's like a puzzle. My brain wants mm, to solve it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. This no game surprise. seems 
I'm surprised it didn't make a bigger splash. That's the thing. I mean, I, I, people who've played Prey, they've always been like, this should have gotten more recognition. And they're absolutely right, it should have, because it nails that um, feeling in space. It has a really interesting story, I feel. Um, and it has some... It has some... Uh, it has some interesting qualities to it. I, it pains me to say it, because it's like, this could... I th- I'd say this game is very good. I think it had the potential to be great and one of the best games of all time. Really? Um, ju- yeah. And the things where it let, I played it on easy, um, baby ass baby mode for clarification. So um, maybe I didn't get all the frustrations that other people did. Right. But the combat is not good. I mean, oh well, that that's not good. Yeah, because I mean, a lot of the time you're it, it's it's weird. It's very strange because. This is coming from okay. It's coming from Arcane, but it's coming from Bethesda, who have id and you know the, the guys, the guys at Machine Games doing Warfare style. It's like such good shooting, and this this just doesn't have that. And the melee combat is sluggish, and everything feels sluggish, and everything just feels like a few degrees off. Like mm. you're shooting, there's no aiming down the sights, which is absolutely fine. I, I don't mind, but it's like everything just feels sluggish and there's definitely some input lag I played on Xbox mm. like like when I wanted to change to another weapon I don't know if it was a combination of input lag and having this animation where it's like oh she's changing different weapons and you have to see that because wow. it's first person and I wish it was just like okay I hit 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 the d-pad weapons there straight away not having to go through this animation that I'm sure people put a lot of time and effort into but waiting for this animation to happen was it just having yeah was it just having an animation or just that it was a little too long because I mean most games I think it's both I think it's both you know but the animation takes far too long it's like oh she has to put away the wrench and then she has to get out this massive shotgun and then do this and the, and then start shooting. Oh wow! Just, okay. Yeah, and and some of these like enemies, um, the Typhon. There's you know all different fairies, um, uh, types of Typhon that you got like you know the little little nimble ones, and they're really yeah. fast. And then you have these bigger ones that can teleport and everything like that. And it's like it's taking too long. And I played on easy, and I was still right. dying at some points. And and the game, the, the combat. I wish this game had no combat, to be honest, or a lot less combat, because the thing is, is that enemies, once you clear out an area, the area will stay empty for a certain time, but then when you advance the plot or go to different places and they It come just back, arbitrarily respawns? They, yeah, and it's like, I just wanted to explore here, you know? Like, right. th- there's so much detail in the environment and so much good environmental storytelling and um, like stuff between you know the politics of the people on the ship and you know the interesting and horrific ways all these people died and um getting to see that firsthand it's really interesting you just want to explore the ship i wish it was something more akin to like i was going to say gone home but probably the better analogy is like uh tacoma where it's like 
I have there's no sense of urgency until at the very end of Tacoma where it's where where I have the time to do what you can yeah explore look into the lives of these people and you know what all this messed up politics and you know economics of this spaceship and all, all the interesting alien stuff but you're constantly well not constantly but you're frequently being chased down or under the cash of these aliens it's just like i wish they just weren't there sometimes it's like oh this is mm. yeah the combat's not good and uh there's something called the glue gun in the game which is basically an adhesive which sticks to walls and you know creates these you know globules on walls and you can jump on them and um oh so like to... diy platformer yeah and the platforming's not good it's really not it's it's like the... Well, it's first person, isn't it? Yes. Fuck that. So I mean, I, I'm yeah. okay with first person yeah. stealth. I fucking hate first person platforming. Yeah, it's not the best. Um, yeah. uh, plat- platforming in the 3D space is not always the easiest anyway, but first person makes it even harder. But yeah, it's like... there's Sometimes that's an, an option to go somewhere, and sometimes it's absolutely mandatory, I oh. think. But it's And it's like, I'd spend like five minutes just trying to jump and get on top of the you know this this globule on, on, on the side of this wall and it's like it just wasn't good the first mm. person platforming just wasn't good and it's like this is annoying <laughs> you know it, it was an interesting idea but it was never going to be like um revolutionary or you anything know, the, yeah it wasn't gonna be like the gravity gun or anything like that yeah. so uh, it, what happens if you had an enemy with the glue gun um sometimes uh it depends on the enemy all the enemies um have you know specific uh vulnerabilities right. and weaknesses and strengths um sometimes it would incapacitate them sometimes it just wouldn't do anything to them um so it is a useful tool um to like putting out fires and uh stuff like that and you know uh downing downing enemies but the one because they introduce it the glue gun in to be that oh yeah you can platform with this and it's like right. platforming's not good yeah it's not good uh there's just there's just a few things about these it's like death by a thousand cuts there's enough yeah. things that are just off with this game where it prevents it from being truly great i had a wicked time with it i mean i played 12 oh, hours like yeah. the last two days you know like um so I really, 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 really enjoyed it. It was just that was there was enough off where it's like, okay, this isn't going to be my favorite of all time, you know. But um, there's there's so much to like about it, and right. I think a lot of people want a sequel to Prey. Um, yeah, I've seen rumblings. Yeah, it, yeah. I just <laughs> it sounds it sounds terrible. I just wish the actual first game was just better, <laughs> you know, because it's like I've I've got my. I'm sure they could do a lot of cool, interesting things with that world, the Typhon, the setting, right. the alternate history. But it's like, I feel, for me, I th- I think the story was engaging just for that game. I- I'm not sure right. if... I don't know, because a lot of people have done a lot of alternate history, Kennedy, Cold War stuff before, yeah. and it's like... It, it suited this game very well, and it's like, hmm, you know, are you going to do this again? Like, yeah, I, I don't know if I want that again, but yeah, it's, I think I think it will be a cult classic, like right. one of those that 
if if the score captures you, you can forgive a lot. Mm. But if it doesn't, there's nothing else there. The the, the the immersive sim part of it is really good, and the you know the story. To, it's like it could have been as good as Bioshock, but it just. But it's the thing with like Bioshock as well. It's like that has too much combat, way too much. Um, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I think if this had less combat, because the combat is not its strong points, um, it'd, be, it'd be better for it. But yeah, I'm glad I played it, and yeah, it's re- really good. I shouldn't have waited this long to play it. It's a really, really, really good game. Excellent. Mm. Cool. And that's Prey 2017, not the Prey, which the first Prey, which I never played. <laughs> is that by the same people? Is that a totally different uh, game? It's a different game, but I don't even know who made that. I, yeah, it's weird because I had a really good, interesting, you know, game on their hands. It's like, would it have done better if it was called something else? But then it would probably have done worse if, oh, it, was called, here, if it was like a new IP. But but uh, so, is part of it figuring out who the prey is? Uh, it's just such a weird title because it's like, a- am I running away from things just, all game? <laughs> I think I think they just slapped, you know, the IP on it. Yeah, um, okay. It, you know, That's sort of the <laughs> vibe I, I got from your I description. I'm like, why name. is this called Prey? Mm. Yeah, but it's the only Prey I know because I didn't play the original. Yeah, fair so. enough. But it, mm, yeah, it's, it's so close to being fantastic, but mm. uh, but yeah, it's 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 a really good experience. Yeah. Cool. Um, awesome. Right. Okay. I played a game. <laughs> whoa, yeah, whoa, whoa. Like, like, how does this go again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just used to beers being our like natural segue mm. point and was like, yeah. there are no other drinks. Okay. <laughs> um, I tried the um, Harry Potter's Wizarding World. Uh, I, I was so actually hoping to uh, talk to Ben about it because he played more Pokemon Go, but I did not play a lot of this game because it's boring and I don't understand <laughs> the point of these games. <laughs> I'll try and fill in the gaps, even though I've never even downloaded Pokemon Go. Um, so mm. you something is the premises something's gone wrong, and oh fuck, I already forgot all the terminology. In the Should wizarding notes. world, in, in the, the real world, and now uh, all kinds of. Are. All kinds of magical objects are. Have you read the books? Yeah, yeah, and I've seen all the okay. movies. Uh, yeah. I haven't. <laughs> so oh, okay, right. at least. And also, the... I'm blanking on on like the terms. They're not untouchables. It's like basically, Muggles. no, no. There's so basically parts of the wizarding world are trapped by mysterious phenomena in the real world, which you walk down the street and like poke, and then you have to. Oh. So rather than throwing the Pokeball, basically you have to, uh, so you see a thing, say it's Hagrid covered in webs or something. Because it's AR. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Um, And then it shows you basically a a wand pattern that you Mm. have to trace with your finger. And the harder the, the, the object or the rarer the object, the harder the pattern is. And you only have so much time to... Swipe it before it disappears, and if you do it too slow and too inaccurate, you'll probably miss. Um, it sounds boring, or right? uh, and then you so you do your thing. If you pass, you free the person, and you collect a stamp, basically. And in your book, you're like, 
in on this page of your book, which is like things from the room of requirement, you now have got one of the seven things. And so you can upgrade your level on that thing in that room. And I'm not sure what all those levels do, but also like it just there's so many things like counters and things to like track. So each thing you bump into in the street will have different a varying level of difficulty, which you may or may not pass. Uh, and you can only challenge so many things based on your energy level, mm-hmm. which you can pay to get items to restore. Or boss. or you can go into cafes, which are random buildings that are like going to the restaurants down the street is like mm. a inn or whatever. So I can get re- get a recharge there. But you can only recharge every five minutes. So then you'd have to come back there later on in the day. Recharge. Why are you always in here and you never buy anything? <laughs> oh no, let's be honest. You're just outside of places. So why would you go in? Um, and I played. I actually tried to give it like a few walks around, mm-hmm. like while I was trying to get to places. And one walk in general, I didn't actually make it to the Montpellier big event place because it's just boring. It's just boring. It's I don't. I don't get it. Like like. The whole because it's made by Niantic as well, isn't yeah. it? The same company yeah. as Pokemon. Uh, I mean, the whole you know thing with Pokemon is like, yeah, you got to catch them all. It's collectibles and stuff like that. Are you collecting anything in this? Well, game? you mean you're collecting these things like Hagrid and and that a mirror and some Dobby. party favors from and yeah from the, they're like here's a room that's mentioned or a location that's mentioned in the books. Here are seven things from that room. And maybe two of them are actually things you would remember, and then two of them are things that could yeah. have been in the room. But again, it feels more like, like passport stamp collecting, like like yeah, like yeah. like you're because... just like okay, I got that thing, but like I'm not doing anything with those things. I don't yeah, then cause... use those things to further my progress. Like maybe and maybe there's some deeper gameplay, but it was in, it was enough that it was like I don't have any urge to ever get to level mm. five in the room of requirement because i got all seven things because all i'm doing is wandering about collecting things and if i get repeats then they don't they give me like generic yeah. whatever but like it, it with like pokemon at least do you like can you battle do... pokemon or stuff like that well i mean you but you also can train and, and like upgrade your pokemons and stuff there's like a yeah. once you get the thing there's an internal game mechanic yeah. that makes those things worthwhile and this game was just like nope. it's a sticker book yeah. it kind of yeah it's exactly yeah. what it felt like and i was like and and like i said there might be deeper stuff um but it was just not in th- like mm. i've got friends who are obsessed with pokemon go back home in calgary and they Pokemon Go with their kids, and they Pokemon Go all the time. Right. Um, and like there are, you know, they 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 use other apps to that track the spawns and stuff. Apparently, there's a company who has like cell phones installed all around the city <sighs> to catch the Poke, like to to because originally they were trawling like data, but Nantech fixed that. So then you the only way to like get catch these things as soon as they happen as if they're cell phones so they just have permanent cell phones all over I'm like this is insane yeah and you pay um... for the service and i know people who pay for a service <laughs> and it's like God. but i can't see this harry potter game doing that because there doesn't seem to be a gameplay loop yeah, let alone like it didn't seem like there were any reason to again i i mean i didn't i only got to level four or something but there didn't seem to be a reason for me to interact with other people either. Like in Pokemon Go, you can trade with 
your friends you're and wizard battle against people when you've captured Hagrid or no because that's weird. Yeah, and so because uh, the, I'm gonna the, go on. It's just strange because like. I mean, I don't know how extensive the Harry Potter universe is. Is, is it be like seven books or something like that? There can't be that many characters where it'd be like, yeah, sustain you for collecting all the main characters that people are going to Well, remember. but also it's not... Because it's like stickers and stuff, it's not clear whether... Every, like, it's like Ron and Hermione in this particular, like... Like, doing a particular action in Room X... So it's not clear I'm collecting Ron and Hermione or like the sticker. Like I think the sticker is a good ad, like uh, right. Like so Ron in a football suit and Ron yeah, or something like that. Yeah, but again, because yeah. you're not doing anything with that with them afterwards, mm. it's not clear why we care. So I'm, I'm gonna, I, I might. Oh, I, I might would have, have already... thought that, that that this game would have, you know, even the inverse of like Pokemon Go, because like Pokemon, there's like ten thousand of them. That right. would be fun just to have a sticker book of. Whereas Harry Potter, I, I thought that would benefit more from like yes, having a battling system. You know, yeah, because the characters mean like a lot. Could yeah, they, like and... an RPG. Like oh, I've got who's a powerful Voldemort. Yeah, I have Voldemort. Yeah. Even you have Dobby. Um, I can. <laughs> Amazing. I actually really wish <laughs> I there don't was know a. About yeah. Harry yeah. Potter, so um, just... But. Uh, hey, I'm impressed at all of the the Harry Potter terms you're throwing out there. I also like that, that your your default is Dobby there. is my favorite part of this conversation. He, he's the one underneath the stairs, isn't he? No, Harry Potter's the one underneath the stairs. Dobby's just Could a house elf. The... I he might. I don't uh, know. I don't remember. But I don't know. But, um, but, but yeah, I, I unfortunately grew up around the time of people yeah. were very much into Harry Potter. So, um, so I, I might. Just, I tried reading the books. They were just poorly written. Uh, apparently she got better. Um, yeah. But I did not stay along for that ride. I was already an adult, really, when they came out, and I had some friends who were obsessed with it who were, mm. tried to convince me, like, this is good even for adults. Like, it's just really good fantasy. I'm like, no, it's completely episodic and trite, which is great for kids. <laughs> like, I'm not slamming <laughs> the, this for kids. My, my niece yeah. and nephew are reading through them now, and they're loving it, and I get it. And I got to read a couple chapters doing all the voices, which turns out is kind of hard when you try and map <laughs> specific voices to specific characters. Mm, yeah, uh, to be honest, it's like, well, like doing someone like Moody's easy, doing something so like doing like Hagrid, but like trying to be like, what's the difference between Harry and Ron? One's ginger. Right, you can't really say that in a voice. <laughs> but like now that now that I committed up, right, but, but now that I committed to like these really extreme voices that clearly mm -hmm. identify the characters, like now I have to pick a way of mm -hmm. fumbling a British accent in two slightly different ways. <laughs> yeah, just give them the uh, audiobook. <laughs> right. Um but uh yeah, so uh, I I mean if I I don't even remember if I deleted it um mm. on my it's, phone but like I might give it another go just to see what the gyms are and trying to get a better feel for like is there more game to this? Yeah. But it I really mean, didn't seem like it. If you don't have an affinity or you know you know you don't really like Harry Potter so it just seems yeah, I mean, why would you play this? If especially I mean I think people forgave Pokemon Go because a lot of people love Pokemon. I mean, so so the, the first one's fine, but I know. Yeah. 
I mean, you know, th- there was enough of a reason for many yeah. people to get into Pokemon. Like a lot of people played it as kids, and you know, um, they liked that world. Um, so I think, why did Ben play? It? <laughs> he, I think, does does yeah. Ben like Pokemon? <laughs> I mean, I think I think a lot of it had to do with walking because he was a, oh, yeah, he was working yeah. in the city, right? He was and living in fish ponds. So he was and, traveling uh, a lot. He was quite young at the time, so <laughs> taking her out on walks to calm her down was so, yeah. so yeah, okay, yeah. Um but I guess my problem is Because it's just a passive pastime. Right? But it's not passive. Listening to a podcast yeah. and walking to a place is super yeah. passive. But like stopping because I have to flick a thing and do a yeah. thing and it's like you know what I don't want to do is stand in the middle of the street with my phone out. Like I just, I don't think, I I, I don't think, name like find my favorite IP and design a a really cool reason for wandering the streets to do it. I probably, I think I'm just not an AR person. Like I don't want, like if I'm out, I mean out and about, I'm going somewhere for a specific reason. And I don't want to bump into anyone whilst I'm. The only time I look at my phone when I'm walking is if I'm following a map. Yeah. Um, and even then, I have my earphones in, and it'll just tell me for me. Um, but like, or it'll say GPS signal lost. Um, <laughs> and then you're like, where am I? <laughs> well, I think That's it's just the, the way wherever the GPS is, uh, and the way to I find like slowpoke on a mountain. Oh, it, it happens all the time with my phone in my pocket. Is the problem? So I think it's where like wherever the GPS antenna is actually and the fact that it's close to my body and like you know walking and you cross you know your arms or whatever um it just like yeah always happens um what sucks is i don't really care because i kind of know where i'm going because i look at the map Mm. it's just like just in case but then it'll interrupt the podcast i'm listening to or the music i'm listening to to be like gps signal lost and then just pause and then restart like there's just this lag yeah but um yeah i just i guess i don't know why i would want to do that type of thing, I, I I think I just don't have the drive to to play AR games. Like I just, yeah. I don't think I get them. Same, yeah. So, um, I, but I, I tried, I, and yeah, and, yeah you tried. And, and I was like, yeah, I I got a rare, a clearly hard difficulty. It was like serious black, and mm-hmm. I, you know, had to do a complex pattern. Tried it a bunch, kept failing, kept failing, and I was like. Okay, and then it just you know disintegrated in front of me. It was like cool, and yeah. then something else that, spawned, that and it was already itself doesn't sound fun. Well, I think that was the big it's, thing, at least yeah. with Pokeballs. Like it seems you're, very, yeah, I mean, it's stupid, like it. right? So I mean, I also don't like that. And Poke- a couple times I tried Pokemon Go. It's like okay, so I have a number of balls, and I just flick them and hope. And there was well, like no, Pokemon. right? Yeah. But like, <laughs> it, it didn't seem to me like there was any skill in that actual action. I just had to trigger the throw the ball, and then RNG would tell me if I got it or some some yeah. other background variables. Again. And here it's even worse because it's like, oh, this is really boring, but also gameplay impacting. Mm-hmm. Trace this pattern quickly. I'm like, uh, okay, no, I really don't like repeating this. I missed. I missed. I missed. I missed. This isn't fun. Yeah, because like even like in Prey in the hacking like mini game. You have to like, you know, there's this, there's a target, and you have to move the uh, left stick and like navigate these bumpers and get it there. If you yeah. fail it, it's not it randomizes another one for you. Like, it's not the same thing over and over and over and right. over again. The same puzzle. So that sounds really not fun. Yeah. Um, 
At least he tried it. Well, and so interesting. I had my Feel friends who are into Pokemon Go were like kind of excited about a new game. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard a peep from them about it at all. <laughs> I, they've just immediately like the last time in a little like uh, group, the group chat they're in that I'm a part of mm-hmm. just for nostalgia and like mm-hmm. keeping in Is touch it... was like the last couple of days. There've been like Pokemon Go screenshots. That's it. Like mm. just completely like a weekend. They haven't even bothered mentioning it. There's no hordes of people running towards a random Montpellier train Hermione. station or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that was the first time I really, truly realised that we're living in a dystopia when it was on news of people just like mobbing places. People. Yeah, oh, and people are, like being angry that the something spawns in their house and so they have all these people trespassing yeah and like people going to graveyards it's like what on earth man it's like really uh, <laughs> it gives me a headache just thinking about it uh, yeah it's i hate from... the world it's it's awful um yeah speaking of pokemon um i randomly started playing What's the one that I don't know the names of them? Um, Bakugan, Digimon, Silver. No, is it Silver? Did that come after the Red, Blue, Yellow? Oh, I see. Um, sure. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Um, I, I, I think I randomly bought it. DS one. Um, It's one that came to the D, the DS. Um, they re-released. Yeah. On the DS. I think, I can't remember when I bought it. It would have been, mm, don't know. But I just randomly started playing it and I was like, yeah, after about five hours. I was like, yeah, this is why I have not played a Pokemon since Yellow because they are genuinely all the same. Yeah. And, um, but you did play five hours to figure that out. Yeah. No, I wanted to give it a fair shake. And yeah, it's exactly the same game, which is cool. I mean, the, the, I love Pokemon Yellow. I give Pokemon a hard time, but I love Pokemon Yellow. Um, now, which one was that? The yellow one. The but Pikachu like, is that one. the seventh one, the fifteenth one? I had no, I knew nothing. It, it was red and blue, and then yellow came out. Like, oh, so like the third one. It was. I don't know the difference between any of these Pokemons. Right. I mean, apparently, like, I don't know, half of them are, like, remasters of the old one. Like, remakes. Oh, I, I see. But, um, it was... Generation 1. They call it Generation Yeah. It was, Yellow was Generation 1. Okay. I don't know how many generations. I think eight? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, yes, yeah, so I haven't played a Pokemon since Generation 1, except I think the one I played... The other day, Generation Two, maybe. Okay. It looks similar. Um, <laughs> it's basically the same game. The Pokemon Company—they know what they're doing. They're just churning these puppies out. Well, they're not though. I think the key is that they're—they wait enough time so you can't quite remember if there's any real difference between them. <laughs> the, you... I think maybe maybe I'm just being um, uh, Philistine, and maybe there's like like small in- incremental changes. Oh, I'm sure there are, right? I'm sure there's yeah. some quality life things and mm, the just, better graphics of the newer systems might change. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, I like Generation One Pokemon. I really liked it. I, I and I think the reason why I play Pokemon Yellow is why I just don't play RPGs anymore. 
Or ever. I've never really... I could probably count the amount of RPGs I've played on. Oh, you're starting to dip in. Yeah. Still don't particularly enjoy them as much as other genres, but... Ah, yeah, that's just, uh, I, I hate grinding in games. It's just Yeah, I mean, this, like, this is my biggest problem with like replaying Final Fantasy games, is I really mm. like the story. I like the, the gameplay mechanics. I don't like the artificial walls of continuing, although yeah. most modern Final Fantasy games, it's only if you're, like, usually, n- now they've relegated the grinding to, like, getting the ultimate gear or whatever, but, like, mm-hmm. the plot doesn't need you to meander about just to level up which is i think so i really liked the lightning the 13 series 13 1 2 3 or whatever because boy did you not have to waste time in those games and the plot was interesting across the three games um but definitely if you wanted to get you know the best sword ever you would you would have to do the grind which i think is a good balance for the people who like that part of the games of being elite and having to work for it Mm -hmm. with people who just want to read your interesting bizarre crystal and chocobo based story (laughs) well that's the thing that final fantasy actually has a good top story yeah you know um pokemon doesn't Uh, yeah you're some same story every time so there's nothing really to uh invest in that and it's like yeah in well, I can't speak for all Pokemon games, but is it silver and yellow? I mean, yeah, they have the same grassy area, the same water area, the same this, same that. It's like, yeah, of course there is. Of course there's a gym leader who fights with only grass Pokemon, and right. there's one who fights with only water Pokemon. Yeah, it's been like that since the beginning of time. Right. It's just like... I mean, that's not plot, though. That's just setting. It, yeah, it's it's just that, like, oh, maybe, you know, jazz it up a bit. <laughs> yeah, like, or, or or tell me why these people are involved. Or interesting, yeah. None of, I mean, obviously, going back to, like, the early, late 90s, early, you know, noughties, it's like, yeah, you know, the um, localization wasn't the best and it isn't the best written dialogue of these little sprite characters yeah. but it's like none of it's interesting anyway and it's like at a certain point yeah these new pokemon look cute but they're basically just a reskin of another pokemon <laughs> so it's, it's right like, oh, but, but that's video games that they're all the goddamn same aren't they pretty Wolfenstein much Stein hasn't really changed has it although the story's pretty good I mean, I think there's yeah. some plot in the new Wolfenstein games, while in the old yeah. ones, the original ones, there was no plot. Oh, yeah. But it's, like, still the same fundamental shooty-shooty, so fair yeah. enough. Well, it's I don't know. My, I have a criticism. I'm being a hypocrite, Yeah. No, I think I think it's a fair thing to say is that um, we definitely, I mean, in the early Game Boy days, like, you mm. couldn't put much dialogue or anything in if you were having this many fucking things. You're still only a few hundred Pokemon in in the new games, and you definitely have a lot more space to do things with. So not developing the world or making your character interesting. Well, maybe they have. I just haven't played any Pokemon yeah, since, like, 1990. I mean, I've never so. heard anyone talk about the plot. Let's <laughs> no. just put it that way, right? True. They've, they've talked about the cute new Pokemon, though. 
I, yeah. I love I love their names, just how stupid they are. That never gets old, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. Um, cool. <laughs> um, the one last thing I want to talk to you about was the... I was going to say the DS Lite. That's the wrong product. The um, Nintendo Switch Lite is yeah. coming. Pretty. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? One. I think it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why I didn't realize this was going to happen. I felt kind of foolish. I they, were, they were talking about it for a while. Oh, um, yeah. I don't well, I think it was to... rumored. Or, yeah, yeah, I think it was rumored for a while. I think even Nintendo were like, yeah, yeah, it's going to happen, but we're not going to talk about it at E3 and stuff like that. I didn't expect it to be revealed so soon and it to come out so soon. So that was a bit of a surprise. It just came out of nowhere. But yeah, it's pretty much what 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 makes sense and what everyone expected it to be. It is the 2DS to the 3DS lower um, well, cheaper cheaper specs um, you know, less less hardware like there's no HD rumble and uh, you don't have to dock it to your TV and stuff like no, that. Not, so. you, oh, but let's be careful. It's not you don't have to, it's you can't. Yes. Yes, and you can't dock it, it to your it, TV. It is so. a Nintendo Switch with no Switch <laughs> capabilities. Yeah, if we so recall what the yeah. Switch stands for, it, it's switching from TV to handheld. So Switch yeah. Lite is really just a non-Switch. Yes, <laughs> Nintendo non-Switch. It um, is, It is, as a friend of mine on Facebook pointed out, just a Game Boy. Yeah, and that's why I love the look of it. It's I like, know. I want the yellow one, because yeah. my Game Boy was yellow. So. Oh, see, my Game Boy was OG... So it was grey, and you could mm. kill a man at 40 paces with it. Oh god, yeah. Was... I've still got mine down there. Well, I found mine at my parents' um, house. I think I sent you a picture. Um, with with, yeah. with uh, Link's Awakening still in it. Uh, yes, I remember now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got the OG yellow one, and I've got a Game Boy Color somewhere as well. Um, but yeah, yeah, those things are heavy. <laughs> but but yeah, I, I want I want the yellow one. But uh, so yeah, no detachable sense, yeah. controllers. Yes, um, yes, yes. But um, what I, you know, what really sucks though is mm. because of that they give you a D pad. Yeah, that's that's probably what I'm most angry about. It's like mm, not only I want the D pad. <laughs> yeah, but not only do they give the lighter D pad, they mm. uh, they confirmed that there are no plans to come. Come out yeah. with a Joy-Con with a D-pad. You're like, but you—it clearly works with your hardware. Why, why wouldn't you just sell? Yeah, like the you, two parts of this thing. You expect people to play Street Fighter on that thing? Yeah, I mean, because I've been using—it's serviceable. It's not—it's not, it's not even bad because I've been using that because my left Joy-Con uh, stick—it's drifting and it has been yeah, for like the last because two that's, months. Because you bought a, an early one. Yeah, I bought mine day one, and yeah. it's like, mm, fantastic. To replace that, it's going to be like £50. It's like, new. To replace the two, it would be 80 New. I think I'd rather just buy a Switch Lite, because <laughs> I don't use mine for the TV anyway. Yeah, you that's know? fair. And mine could literally just... My Switch, my normal OG Switch, could literally just be for my um like like workout thingy, my little workout app, where you need the actual Joy-Cons to detach. What workout it. app is that? This is new. Um, it's not an app, it's an actual game. I, I, why is it called Fitness? Something? Gee, you, you've never it's talked to us about this one. What, what? 
Um, there's a demo. I kind of. It's like surely your Switch isn't that far away. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, do you do you have Kung yeah, Fu that's... grips for your Switch, your Joy Cons? Yeah, I I bought them. Um, you see, look at that. Well, it stopped now, but my yeah. Oh, no. Let me show. Wonder if anyone can hear. Well, we're not recording video, so it's not gonna. Yeah. Just. It'll just be me. Anyway, um. First of all, let's find the name of that. It's called Fitness Boxing. There's huh. a free demo, I think, on the eShop. Hmm. Um, but yeah, the... What was I going to say? Where was I? Handheld mode. Oh, the only reason you would... Oh, the grips. Yes, the grips. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the, it's called Satisfy. Satisfy spelled S-A-T-I-S-F-Y-E. Um, Weird. Yeah, yeah, but um, I basically looked at recommendations for like good yeah. switch grips because my hands are quite big in this switch. It, it, my hands cramp up like really quickly using this thing, um, and they still cramp up even with the grip. Yes, the Pro Controller, very nice, but I don't play my Switch on the TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and it and it feels weird trying to like prop it up and do mm. this. It's that terrible little uh, kickstand. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the Satisfy Grip, I imported it from America. It only costs, like, £25, including shipping. Hmm. Um, and, yeah, it's, re- it's really good. It came within, like, a week as well. So that was unexpected. Um, I think it came from China. Um, yeah, probably. You buy it fr- from America, but it ships from China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was really cheap. The shipping was was pennies as well, and yeah. it came really quickly. Um Comes with like the little rubbers on the joystick as well, and oh, that's yeah, nice. it's a really comfortable grip because it makes pretty much just makes it feel like an Xbox One controller. Right, so that's all I wanted. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah, I'd probably just get the light because I don't play on the TV anyway. So you would lose like what point seven inches of screen? That, that's the problem. Um, that's that's if a big it's even difference. Smaller, I didn't realize it was five point five to from six point two. Mm. Cause like, I think they probably could have made the screen size the same. It's just that the bezel is um, quite big on the Switch. They could have made that smaller. Yeah, well, I was sort of surprised it was such a drastic shrink. I mean, I guess you don't have to worry because you can't give someone another controller. Like, I was thinking, like, I've tried to do, like, propped up Mario Kart with a friend, mm-hmm. and it's awful. <laughs> it's just, like, yeah. the screen's so <laughs> small. And I was thinking, how could you possibly do anything split screen with the light? And of course, they're assuming you won't, even though you it, could. It's such a great gimmick, but I think not many people actually do it in practice. I think that's exactly what they figured yeah. out. Was it's, like, it's a very good marketing. Um, yeah, they, they needed yeah. to put that kickstand in to sell people on, look at the different ways you play it, even though most yeah. people will only play it as myself <laughs> or yeah. on the TV with other people. Yeah, or just in bed. Yeah, I think that's how a lot of people yeah. probably play this, which are on the sofa. Yeah, but but yeah, um, yeah, I think I think it makes sense. It looks cool. Um, I think the thing with Nintendo is always, oh, how goddamn hard is it going to be getting all my data across? But I think they've even streamlined that. With the, uh, yeah, on certain games, it, you, yeah, you certain games still can't online though. Certain games can't be cloud saved because they were worried about. They're worried about double counting Pokemon, so the so the yeah. wags say. So stupid. Um. Um. But uh. Yeah. I mean, it's got 
roughly the same battery life. Um, mm, half an hour more. Well, I mean, I yeah, three the, to seven. Or yeah, it was like two, two and a half to six point five, and three to seven sounds a lot. Like you're you're still gonna get like four. <laughs> yeah, like it's not gonna really matter. Um, yeah, I, I've noticed. I, I I don't know if it's that I'm not playing for long durations on the Switch, but I, I feel like you never notice the battery um, draining until so it's like, oh yeah, I've been playing for quite a long time. I right. never usually play games for like four or five hours straight so that's probably why i don't notice it um yeah i mean i think i think it like bowser said that um <laughs> the reason was that they the, the people we observe people playing the switch and a lot of people fucking play it handheld handheld exclusively I, 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 yeah, so why would we just do yeah. that right i posit there got to be like at least 70 percent of people only play handheld um like Fifteen percent played both. What was what was weird was in that same comment he said we have the ability to track how people play games, play our titles. Mm-hmm. So I say there's really an option offers more choices to people. So of course I knew this, but just for him to blatantly say like I'm, we're tracking exactly when you're docked and when you're not docked. Oh is God, yeah. shitty. everything's tracked. Oh yeah, I know, Holy but it was just shit. like I just analytics that people can come out with like crazy. Like with everything. Oh yeah, of course. It's. I guess it's just like we're now at a stage where people aren't even pretending like. No. They That's aren't. That's why, like, like all these infographics where it's like, yeah, we know how many people, we know how many hours you sleep at night. It's like, yeah, of course you do. Yeah. yeah. Um, um. But yeah, I, I'd, I'd certainly be interested in one if, if anything were to drastically happen with my uh, Joy-Con where it becomes basically unplayable and it is getting that way so maybe like this time or, or like holiday next year yeah I mean time, I, could pick one up. I think it's um, and it, it, for people like, like Ben who've been holding off because it's oh. a lot of money right mm-hmm. you know a hundred dollar less price tag especially if you weren't really going to be playing much on the TV or thin like you, this is a, a real decision you can make, which is like, how much of how much does a TV matter? I mean, I have mine yeah. docked, but it's mostly a charging station. Um, yeah, I just just took the plug and just used that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the dock's just sitting there and it's lonesome, uh, collecting dust. But but yeah, as you say, uh, for people who wanted to get in on it, like even our good friend Adam, he's like. Oh, I want to play the Pokemon that's coming out later this year. I mean, this would be a perfect way to do that. Yeah, I mean, I think two hundred pounds. So seems reasonable. Yeah. It's just with new consoles coming out next year, that's going to be quite the uh, investment. So it's good to put this new Switch. I mean, there there's a bit of a rumor that they're going to come up with like a Switch Pro type thing. Hmm. Um. Yeah, that's. You see, I'd be interested to see what that is as well, because because if that's coming with Joy-Con, then it's like, yeah, well then that's the biggest fault with the Switch. I feel the Joy-Con are not good. The the D-pad's not great, and yeah, yeah. And the problem is a lot of the third-party ones that give you a better D-pad don't have they the rumble or any you. other things. <laughs> yeah, and they brick your console. Yeah. Um, um. But my suspicion would be that. In order to keep things compatible, so right right now, basically, games have 1080p and 720p mode, and the Switch will flip between them depending on if they're plugged in. 
Um, I suspect that the only big thing they're going to do for compatibility, because Nintendo is much more gun shy about that than like One X and Pro were mm-hmm. with like slightly tiered. I think the only difference is going to be a bigger powerhouse so that you might not get screen dips in some of these like uh, frame rate dips in some of these like mm-hmm. um, platform wide things like you know certain things just chug a little on the switch that'll get fixed but I think it'll be 1080p on the screen in handheld <sighs> I... it's the only thing I think I that would be a, a big enough selling point besides it's slightly more powerful yeah it, yeah, I agree and it's certainly possible I, I think performance is definitely probably where they need to focus more um because even on like I handheld 720p looks damn good anyway. Yeah, so. but but it's have I frozen? Like, yeah, I mean I don't want that. <laughs> I don't think it's a big thing. But I think that's one of the only reasons people like the way the market works, right? Oh, mm. um, I can't see another thing that they could do which wouldn't like create a two tiered switch platform, right? Mm. But, yeah. Yeah, I think this lower end one is definitely for people with kids, and you know, yeah. So we like, would probably held off at this point. I've got I've got a, f- a few people in one of my the gaming Facebook groups who are like, this is really tempting because now like either the wife and I play almost play want to play as much as each other want to play at the same time, or like the kids want to play, but I'm I also mm. want to play. So getting a uh, a secondary switch, I'm I'm actually super curious how much will be secondary switch and how much will be new entrance yeah i think yeah i think a lot will be new entrance yeah 200 pounds 200 dollars is a lot know, easier to muster yeah, yeah that's that's more easier as a oh jimmy's getting a christmas present this year not christmas and birthday for yeah. the next five years <laughs> yeah cool it looks nice yeah, I'm kind of partial to the turquoise Which, one. Turquoise one looks cool. You know, there's going to be some people who get all three. So. Yeah, yeah, but those people just have more money than sense. <laughs> yeah, uh, that is very true. But um, like the normal switch, I think. I think what would have been more appealing if it, you know the um, the OG switch um, had more color options in its Joy-Con. Like, I have four colors. The red and blue and... The neon yellow and pinky orange. Neon yellow, green. Green, 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 green and, green pink? and pink. Yeah. That's Splatoon one, isn't it? Yeah, I was like, I the don't remember that, colors. This one. Yes. Yeah. You see, I want both the yellow ones, but... Yeah, I couldn't find it. The, these were on sale, and the yellow ones were not. Yeah, that's the thing. They never go on sale, and it's like... I don't like the, the different colored ones, because it reminds me of... The scissors in school, the left-handed scissors, which are two different colours, the green and the yellow, it's like basically, <laughs> you were just a second-class citizen if you ever had to use those. That's I'm really funny. Fortunately. But, uh, As a like, left-handed yeah. person, <laughs> yeah. I wish like, they had magic. Most school, in my, huh. when I grew up, they just didn't have left-handed scissors mm. in class. Like, go die in a fire. We had, like, an abundance of them. And it's like, no, I'm right-handed. I want to use the all-red ones. Mm. And then it's like, oh, <laughs> you don't have... <laughs> There's no more right-handed ones. You have to use the green and yellow ones like a weirdo. That's really funny. <laughs> Kids are the best. 
<laughs> and it's what's even worse. It's like, oh yeah, these are not just weirdly coloured. Um, but functionally you broken. You can't cut with them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> try try living every day of your life for the first like fifteen <laughs> to twenty years. It'd in that awful. I can't cut with them. I, I, I would think it must have been eight or something before I realized um, scissors weren't supposed to hurt you when you used them. <laughs> you realize that society was not built for you. Yeah. yeah. You see, um, I'm privileged here. Privileged, normal right-handed person. Hey, watch Freaks. that N-word. <laughs> I'm just as normal as you. <laughs> it's a weird one to think about, though, isn't it? It's what? Like, oh. Just, just... Yeah, society was not oh, yeah. towards like ten percent of the population. It's like, well, that's the same for like most minorities in any case. Like, oh, yeah, but I mean, this is like such a <laughs> such a more much more of a luck of the draw sort of thing, and in a way that's not yeah, typically picked out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's just an unfortunate event. Um, cool. Well, on that note, <laughs> should probably wrap up for the week. Um, I'm still partial to bubbles in my water. I'm still partial to water of measuring jug. No, a measuring jug full of water. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's just the perfect vessel to drink out of. Dude, I was. I, I don't think I could handle drinking out of the spout. I feel feel like that's just. It, just it depends. It just depends where my hand is. Sometimes I drink out of the spout. Sometimes just on the side. Oh, it's the it's the it's the options that you get that gives you. Yes, yes. And the, and the nine hundred uh, milliliters of water. Yeah. See, I just I just mm. do this thing. Oh, there we go. Yeah, you you do it like a normal person. And then I pour yeah. it and drink it and pour <laughs> it and drink it. Oh, that's normal. Well, I mean, not so much, because I fill this thing to this magic point, and then I mm. screw it into this thing in my room, and I push a button until the machine yells at me because there's too much air in it, and then I unscrew <laughs> it and then pour it. Well, so I don't think it's quite normal. Yeah. Mm. Cool. However you drink water, just make sure you're drinking water. Yeah. Dehydration is not a good thing. It also nope. slows your brain down. Even more so. Yeah. Is that why alcohol slows your brain down? No, that I mean that I think the dehydration might help that, but mm-hmm. most of it is the effect the alcohol has on your right. cognitive abilities. No, it's all dehydration. Yeah, if I just drink tons of water while ton- <laughs> drinking tons yeah. of alcohol, it'd be fine. It's fine. Hey, that's what I've started doing, like being conscious to drink water whilst I am yeah. you know, like at festivals and stuff like that. So I actually wonder, probably. um, I still don't get hung over, but I'm also much more yeah, proactive on, on water. And I wonder how much of that, like, I'm sure I know I'm like more foggy in the mornings after a night drinking than I yeah. used to be. So I wonder how much, like whether I would start having hangovers if I drank the same as I used to, like without any water, etc. Like, I wonder how much of that is like the, like the slow slide I've just mitigated mm. it against, but I think you're just a freak in nature. I mean, we know that factually. (laughs) Um, I I, I don't know how you cannot get hangovers. It's just a completely different phenomenon. Maybe it's because the high altitude 
in Bristol. <laughs> no, in all, I mean, most of my friends started to get hangovers <laughs> like 21 through 23. Like, and, and it just boggled my mind that they would still go drink as much. Like, the way they felt, the way I observed them feeling the next day, I'm like, why do you drink? This seems awful. I don't know why we do it anyway. Like, I, I, I don't know, because the hangover is like this. Some of the worst days of my life is when I've been hungover and I've had to work. <laughs> yeah. Some of the worst days of my life. And it's like, it's the worst feeling in the world. But, yeah, I mean, I, I could get a hangover, like, at any point. It wasn't before I turned... I got older. It was, I was getting hangovers then. I think the ability to recover from a hangover is shorter when you're younger. Right. Now it feels like like it, it can stretch like two days. Like, I mean, that sounds awful. It is. Um, I, I, <laughs> and I don't and I don't wish that on anybody. Ugh. I but, but, definitely mm. have felt like garbage the next day at work, but that mm. was because I'm still drunk. <laughs> Like functionally, it was like, oh, I am. How am I still drunk? Yeah. What the fuck was last night? Oh God. Where you go to where you're still drunk, and it's like, yeah, I'm feeling good, and then like halfway through that day, it's like, oh, oh no, (laughs) now it's starting to. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's a it's a horrible phenomenon, and I wish if modern medicine could cure anything i wish it was the hangover <laughs> apparently taking vitamin b is supposed to help i can't remember which one i'm assuming 12 i'm trying to look at my cod liver oil tablets i'm sure that's probably in there somewhere um omega 3 vitamins a and d oh, maybe there's no b in there i don't know but yeah uh drinking water um yeah i mean that's the big like, one yeah, like, even if you're still drinking the same amount, as you say, like, as long as you drink water in between, it certainly helps. I mean, it's definitely part of a hangover is the dehydration. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay, like, let me see. Mm, hangovers mm. and according to MichaelRucker.com, mm. he says, <laughs> doing this prevents helps prevent hangovers, and then the internet slowed down, and so now <laughs> I have to vamp. Um, a vitamin B supplement supplement could potentially be beneficial as okay, but which one? B complex. Fuck you, Michael Rucker. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. Also, right. apparently you're a PhD, which means you're not a medical doctor. Uh, B. Yeah. So he's literally saying take something that has a little bit of all of the B's. Hmm. But he didn't say why. <laughs> I don't to believe get you vitamins. You. To get you vitamins. Vitamins are important. They they help flush out the bad stuff, the antioxidants and all that. Oh, okay. So apparently, alcohol le- leaches vitamin B one. Hmm. Um. So you're you're providing some to get back in your bloodstream. Yes. You're huh. deficient. And B12 will not have an effect, according to production. Yeah, okay, well, it's probably somewhat based in fact, but probably not a thing, but you could try it. Best hangover food, though? Pomegranate. Really? I don't think I've ever had a pomegranate while hungover. Well, I mean, the night after drinking. Yeah. Well, 
because after drinking, it's like you just can't take on water, even though you're hydrated. Like just drinking water just is like the most disgusting thing in the world. It makes you feel worse. Mm. It's like you need it. Like a lot of people have orange juice. Just like, eh. It's acidic. It's definitely not gonna help yeah. your stomach. Pomegranate. Hmm. Because you're eating something, and it's a lot of water. It's also a lot of fiber. Mm-hmm. Pomegranates. Hmm. Perfect hangover. Cool. Uh, well, if people wanted to get a hold of you for other hangover cures, <laughs> hangover tips. Yeah. Send some my way. Um. Send or send way. you send some. Yeah. Way. How would they do mm. that? Uh, you can contact me on anywhere game platforms and social media platforms at Juicy Loose Nine. Perfect. And you can find me on all of the things except Twitch at the Omniarc. And you can reach us as Tanked Up Cast pretty much anywhere. That's mm-hmm. our Instagram, our Twitter, um, we're tankedupcast at gmail.com if you want to send us a longer note than Twitter will allow. Uh, you can also find great articles like Ben's most recent one talking about taking a break from gaming. On the Out of Lives Network, outoflives.net, where you also find other great podcasts about movies and comedy and stuff. Um, yeah, I think that's all the stuff. So I guess all we have to do is say goodbye. You sound like it's going away forever. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, you know. Um, uh, yeah, I, I plan on killing us all this weekend. Uh, but alcohol doesn't do it either. Yeah, You'll no, finish the um, job. <laughs> No, I feel like I'm forgetting a thing, but I don't think I am. Um, no, because we've had no beers, so that's oh, what it is. It's it's usually we have that segment to 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 key into yeah. things. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I'm quite looking forward to seeing you and hanging out with you and Ben this weekend. Mm-hmm. We will have something to we'll hopefully yeah, we record should, a thing. Uh, and bring at it. least we'll at least talk about it next week. From what what we whatever we remember, we'll at least you know. Cool. Um, yeah, so, uh, we've been tanked up for another week. Ciao. Uh, Bye. Yeah, I just say bye. Yeah, I know you do. (laughs) Bye, ciao. Ciao, bye. Ciao, Bella. Yeah. Hmm, I'm Bella. Bye. Ciao. (laughs) We're just gonna keep cycling, okay? Okay, that's it. We're we're done. I'm hitting stop. www.outoflives.net